We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Show. I'm sorry, as, just as we started, I, I think I hear a, a t- tornado warning in the background. I'm pretty sure it's practice only. So if you hear some kind of high-pitched squealing, uh, that's what it is. Uh, I believe it's only practice. So th- there are no tornadoes outside near me. But uh, we're talking Saturday's <laughs> Premier League slate, four-game slate at DraftKings. I am joined by Ryan Belangi. I'm Adam Zadroik. Jordan Cooper cannot be with us. Uh, I wanted to ask him, unfortunately, about last week. So last week, we didn't really talk about this Wolves-Brighton match just because, you know, had this low total. Wolves was involved. Brighton, neither team high scoring. And one of the higher, uh, more one of the more popular players was Alexis McAllister because he was in the starting 11 with no gross, but March was in there. Uh, just, Ryan, what do you, I know you don't play cash games, uh, if at all, but just in terms of the mindset of people here. We like, we didn't really mention him. I don't even know if we mentioned McAllister on here. He's 5,700 uh, just in the starting 11 away to wolves. So was this more of a matchup kind of a thing or was this, he was 5,700. So he kind of fit into these people's lineups kind of a thing. Um, yeah. If I remember, you know, we didn't really mention him because none of us liked that game. It had the lowest total uh, as far as McAllister, uh, he had been playing a little bit deeper recently. So I think, you know, when he shows up in the front three there, it makes him look a little better. Um, I guess no gross being in the lineup. He's always okay. But yeah, you know, I was a little surprised at how popular you said he was in, in cash games. But, you know, it sort of makes sense because he takes penalty kicks and he splits sets. And the other options, uh, like, weren't great. And pe- people, I guess, weren't in love with Luza. Or, or Brownhill, who are kind of the others in that range. Um, I think another reason was, this might even be a bigger reason. Um, people were just going to play John McGinn, but then when Dina started, I would assume, you know, most of the sharp people didn't play McGinn. Um, it just, you know, makes sense. He's going to go from the majority of set pieces to maybe zero set pieces if, if Dina plays. So, Uh, When that happens, yeah, I think people just gravitate towards McAllister. You'd rather click on, or, you know, McAllister seems better than the the defensive midfielders in that range, I guess, Brownhill, Luza, whoever. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, people got fortunate. He got 
two penalty kicks. It's kind of annoying, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about that that McGinn to Dina part. I mean, McGinn still hit his you know usual ten points and, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, just when you can you know get the set pieces similar to McGinn for one thousand cheaper, I guess that's kind of the move because you're already spending on Ward Prowse. So that probably opened up maybe for a higher price defender kind of a thing. But uh, in terms of this tornado warning, I am all I'm in the clear as only a test. So we're all good. But uh, for Saturday slate, we have um, another slate without a major favorite. So Chelsea, they're currently at 2.01 implied goals. And I'm pretty sure I looked at this yesterday and it was 1.91. It looks like that number's moving up. Crystal Palace are just behind them, 1.77. And then you have Brentford and Brentford home against Southampton, Aston Villa away to Burnley. Just looking at these matchups here, this is almost like these odds are kind of similar to what what Aston Villa against Norwich last week. And, you know, Jordan was comparing Aston Villa to to, uh, Man City last week and you know we're kind of iffy on that that one ended 2-0 and I I think it wasn't really as exciting as maybe you know some Aston Villa stackers would have hoped but now we have Chelsea against Wolverhampton kind of expected to be a defensive match just the way that Wolves play is this a spot where you're going to be hammering a lot of Chelsea guys I mean we are possibly getting uh, Romelu Lukaku in the starting 11 so he's going to be a cheap forward that's going to allow you to go with mounts and both defenders. So is this like a, a smash spot for Chelsea, do you think? Or uh, do you uh, are these other in matchups any at least interest you at all? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a that's a good question. That's uh, the question of the slate, I guess. Do, do you consider Chelsea to be, you know, like an elite spot or that much better of a spot than the rest of these games. Um, the argument for that, it seems like wolves are sort of uh, stumbling to the finish line here. Uh, they just lost three Oh to Brighton uh, at home. And they were pretty much dominated in that game. As you mentioned, the, the Chelsea's implied total um, has been rising. Um, so other people feel the same way. And that wolves lineup is just, man, it's kind of getting worse. Like, I don't see how they're really going to possess the ball or, or attack. So it seems like it's going to be Chelsea for the most part with the ball in Wolves half. That should lead to, you know, a lot of peripheral points and guys racking up four points. Um, we've seen Chelsea score multiple goals. We've seen them bust. So I guess, you know, it, it could go either way. Um, Crystal Palace is interesting next. Um, I wrote in my article that I think this is the highest implied total they've had this season. I mean, I didn't (laughs) go back and check all the numbers, but I 1.77 sticks out for them and it would make sense at at home against Watford. Um, so I think you could go to palace, you know, they have some guys that we like rostering in DFS and, uh, a guy in Zaha that might not be too popular because of his price tag. So, yeah, I like going to Palace. Uh, as far as the other two matches, uh, we have Brentford at home against Southampton. Uh, Brentford are slight favorites. That game has the next – or, sorry, that game has the second highest total. And then the game – Highest. The, oh, highest, yeah. Yeah. 
You're right. Okay. Brentford Southampton game with the highest total. Yeah. Brentford slight favorites at home. And then a game with the lowest total Burnley and Villa. So yeah, that's, you know, that's the game I have the least interest in, but there might be a couple, couple places we can go. I don't know. What do you think? I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea are held scoreless. I mean, uh, as we look in the projected lineups here, I made some changes this morning after some comments from managers. It sounds like Tuchel wants to play Lukaku a little bit more here at the end of the season. Just, I don't know, to see what he can bring to the team, maybe give him some confidence kind of thing. So I moved Lukaku into the starting 11. Uh, we won't have Conte. He's out. So it's going to be Kovacic and Loftus-Cheek likely in the midfield. And otherwise, uh, Patrick Vieira also mentioned he kind of wants to try out Wilfred Zaha in a central forward role. And if that happens, we could see Zaha in, in the center, uh, Eberichi Easy on the left side, and then Olise on the right side. Not maybe kind of, uh, I mean, we got the split set pieces here with Easy and Olise, so maybe not the best thing for fantasy, but maybe kind of fun. Uh, I don't know. That's a, Yeah, that's an exciting front three. <laughs> No, um, seriously, yeah. Um, they could, uh, yeah, they could shred Watford. You know, if they're if they're up for it, I, I, I like that front three. As far as as far as Lukaku, forty eight hundred, man. It's just, <laughs> you know, I've really tried not to roster Lukaku. Sometimes I've fallen for the trap. You know, when he got down under six k, now down under five k. I know I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be strong enough to fade to fade a forty eight hundred dollar Lukaku. I mean, it's just it's a pretty good spot for Chelsea. I'd have to do it. Uh, He he probably has the lowest floor of of maybe any striker in the Premier League, which is, you know, crazy because he plays on one of the one of the better teams. But, yeah, I don't know, especially the forward position is, is a little bit weak and uh, midfield and defender have like some priorities that you want to get in your lineup. So, I mean, it just, it just all makes sense to to play Lukaku at that price, but he'll be probably, he'll probably be popular. So you, you, you could fade him in tournaments for some of the other cheap guys. That would make sense too. I think uh Vukt Veghorst is down there in terms of uh, forwards at the small floor here, but mm, yeah. Yeah, for goal odds, he's second on the slate behind Ivan Tony. But Ivan Tony is eighty four hundred. He's basically in the Chris Wood spot, uh, a player that we've talked about a lot in the second half of the season. And now it's, uh, I guess, Newcastle aren't even on the slate, so we don't have to talk about it. Um, but so yeah, Chris Wood slot. It just depends. Kind of Joshua King slot. Even I think he got a recent start on one of these Saturday slates, and he was down here. Even the Leon Bailey slot, I mean, you could say that. Leon Bailey was popular the last two weeks, and he did not help anyone out. Uh, he got subbed off with an injury last weekend. So it's just going to be depending on – he will probably be – I mean, those guys have probably been, I don't know, maybe 40% in cash games uh, when uh, – especially if Lukaku starts here, 4,800. He'll be popular in cash games, GPPs, different story. But I mean, we look at forward, and we have we just have this. Uh, the interesting thing is, we have Zaha here. You mentioned Zaha playing in the central forward role, possibly ninety nine hundred. 
uh, which is just an extreme pricing uh, for, I mean, his, his goal scoring odds are almost level with Christian Erickson, which are some kind of surprising here, but, but we have Zaha here, probably not the cash move at all. Uh, go down to Tony and then you have whoever starts with Chelsea. So I guess the, the first question is, if we get, I guess if the starting 11 is what we think here, if it's going to be Havertz and Lukaku, do you think the people are going to be going to both Havertz and Lukaku at forward here? Um, I don't is know. Is that just too much Chelsea? I think it's wrong if they do that. Um, I don't know if they will. Um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, as far as like Zaha and Tony, yeah, not catch game plays. Zaha is kind of crazy to see him almost 10K. Um, however, looking at all the forwards on the slate and analyzing all of their matchups, I think he should be the most expensive forward. Um, he plays 90 minutes for the second biggest favorite and has penalty kicks and ha- has a floor otherwise. So I do like Zaha in general, but yeah, you can't play him in cash games at that price. Um and then, yeah, if Chelsea start Kai Havertz, 7,400. I mean, you got Ezzy right there, 7,300. Uh, you know, he had a pretty good game last week, scored a goal, 21 fantasy points. You know, if he's in the front three again uh, with this matchup, even if he's not in the front three just because there's there's not much else at forward, I think you got to start your lineups with Ezzy. I mean, if you are going to prioritize a forward, I think there's constructions where you can – pay down for two forwards too. I mean, we'll get to the other positions, but do you think him and Olise are going to split set pieces? We haven't had a ton of, we don't have a ton of information of both those guys playing at the same time, but you assume they'll probably split set pieces. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume they'll split set pieces. Um, we've seen as he like take a couple, we've seen as he take over McGallagher or over Gallagher uh, consistently. And, um, as or sorry, and Olise and Gallagher were sort of splitting before as he came back. Yeah, it just makes sense that they would split since Olise is left footed. Um, but I think you can definitely count on as taking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is now moving up in price 7,300. Olise is still midfield only for unclear reasons. So, do we have so if you don't go. I guess if you have the money, uh, I mean, we're going to get into, you're probably going to want to spend on midfield and defender. Uh, if you have to make a decision here at 7,300 or 7,200, would you want Eze or would you want McNeil? I mean, I would have to go with Eze. Um, <clears throat> is the better matchup? Yeah, and just, you know, you click on Dwight McNeil and he has zero goals and one assist in 34 appearances. And I mean, that's something that just really stands out. You know, there's there's very little upside there. Um, of course, you know, he's probably been a little bit unlucky not to get on the score sheet more. Um, but as he's got a better matchup uh, playing with a more talented front three for the same price. Um, yeah, I, I think you just have to go with as McNeil, you know, is a fine play like it would be a fine play in a vacuum or if there was no Ezzy, I mean, he's done okay recently, at least 10 points in three straight, like taking shots. And he's been on set pieces with, without Cornette. So 
I think he's fine, but I, I wouldn't say he's a priority. Yeah, the question with Burnley here is how much do you want to put into these recent results? Like they don't they're playing a little differently than they have. I mean, they're still, you know, the same four four two formation, everything, but McNeil, he's definitely been revived under new management. I mean, you can't ignore that, but then you kind of you have to put into account also the matchups home against Southampton, home against Wolves, against Watford. So you got those matchups. So that's so what do you want to do? Put into maybe a better mindset with new management, or maybe he's getting helped out because of the matchups. I mean, you look at Aston Villa, and I mean, even then, like their last couple games, but the thing that stands out to me, it seems like Steven Gerrard's put more focus back on defense limiting teams from getting opportunities they lost that four nil match against Tottenham and he kind of has changed the mindset of the team here a little bit uh, last game they allowed 0.46 expected goals against Norwich before that at Leicester they only allowed five shots at Leicester I know they rotated a bit but still I mean when you're playing away to you know almost a top 10 team I guess I don't even know if Leicester are top 10 right now but they're sitting around there but I don't know if I'm just trying to say that McNeil, I don't know if the same options, the same opportunities are going to be there for him in this match that he's been getting in these prior matchups. So whereas you compare that with Eze and it's like, well, we have Watford here who are playing for nothing and Hodgson already says he's leaving the team. So what are these guys playing for? And they've been struggling anyways. And we already know your hometown Crystal Palace play better at home. So so we have all that combined. So yeah, I think if you're in 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 that range, I think you you kind of have to go Ezzy if you're only assuming one option here. But otherwise, down here, I think those are probably the two. Just in terms of you know the cash guys with some set pieces, kind of a thing. I think that's probably what you're looking at. We can go down here to to the cheaper options where I think you have you have like the Nathan Tellas and Nathan Redmonds who are both probably a better floor than Lukaku. So in cash games, like we know Lukaku has the goal odds. Would you rather play like Tella, who's been getting a pretty solid floor because, you know, he's just a speedy guy who's always drawing fouls. I mean, he's cheap. I mean, 300 cheaper than Lukaku. Would you, do you think he's safer for cash games or are you at risk of, you know, Lukaku getting that goal kind of a thing and being what 50% owned in, in cash games? Right. Yeah, I think that's probably it. I think it's, you know, I think Tella is probably the better play um, if if we weren't taking into account ownership. Um, but the fact that Lukaku would be more popular, you probably just want to block people. And then, I mean, if he does score a goal, it's going to help you. Um, so, yeah, I think I would probably play Lukaku. I mean, yeah, Tella has a better floor. It's fine. Like, I don't think it'd be the worst thing. I mean, if Lukaku scores, what, he get 14, 15 points? You could maybe get... You'd probably get 11 points. <laughs> yeah, probably get 11 points. Yeah, no, I, I think... I, I'd go Lukaku to, to block in cash. I just feel like he would be popular at that price tag, and I wouldn't want to lose to a Lukaku goal or brace or something like that. While we're on it here with these Southampton guys, would you prefer uh, – we got we got this this list of Southampton guys that are all like the same price in this value range. So, we, I mean, there's a possibility that I guess all four of these guys starts, but 
Uh, so Tello, Redmond, and Long, I think it's each started the last three. Redmond's going to fold 90 each of the last two. Does, does any of these guys stand out for you in tournaments? Would it be Shane Long because he's the forward, or does not not matter as much if he's only yeah. going 60, 70 minutes? No, it does matter. Um, I don't care too much about Long's minutes. I mean, you know, um, if you're playing a $3,900 forward like that to – to get a goal, not really accumulate floor points over 90 minutes. Um, I wouldn't have interest in Redmond. It just seems like the upside is not there when he, when he's playing in the midfield, you know, we haven't really, he played forward a little bit last year and then we saw him, you know, get involved in goals, but I don't know, you know, based on recent evidence, he seems to lack upside. So yeah, I would go with, with Shane Long, 3,900, you know, that's okay for a forward against Brentford. Uh, and I don't think he would be popular at all, like especially if Lukaku started. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind Shane Long. I mean, I'm still waiting for my guy Adam Armstrong to get a start, 3,600. But he just seems like way, way in the doghouse, which is weird because he was like one of their sort of marquee signings. Uh, Open in the, the season summer. as a starter, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'd have interest there. I mean, th those guys are just so cheap. Like I, I never like rostering Shane long, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, he's just so cheap that I would do it in tournaments. It just makes sense from a lineup construction standpoint, because we're going to be spending up at midfield and defender. It's a bit of a long shot, but I think there's a chance Ashley Barnes actually starts. He came on for Veghorst last game. He's down here at 3,500. Uh, just something to think about. I mean, because Veghorst just just hasn't been there, and you know the Mike Jackson, the their current manager, was fine with you know subbing off Veghorst pretty early in their last game, and Barnes was he was okay, I guess. Not, yeah, and it uh, seems like uh, Jay Rodriguez is out, I think. Um, so I could definitely see Barnes starting. I, yeah, I think I'd prefer Barnes to to Shane Long. Right. Yeah, I think it seems like Vidra kind of has. It yeah. seems like he's pretty active up there. He'd probably start. Um, it just depends on if they want one of those big guys like Veghorst. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was Lennon and, and McNeil on the wings with Rodriguez. Questionable. He's probably not going to start. But um, elsewhere, forwards, are we considering the – we haven't really mentioned the, the Villa guys here at all. We got Coutinho, 7,700. Ing, 7,600. Watkins, 7,600. Burnley yeah. at home, we have that situation. Burnley at home, they've allowed – they haven't allowed a goal in their last two. But, again, home against Southampton, home against Wolves. We saw Aston Villa last week, kind of disappointed from the most for the most part outside of Watkins. But uh, do you have any consideration for those guys? Um, yeah, not really. Um, you know, I do think – you know, may, maybe I should. You know, I'll give you some – sort of probably bad analysis as to why I don't. Um, so they're all the same price, um, 77, 76, and 76. Ings and Watkins, you know, are have similar goal upside. We've seen Coutinho with a ceiling. Um, I feel like if I choose one of these guys, I'm going to have to pick the wrong one. No, it's not. It's not necessarily that. Well, maybe, but it would make me um, – 
build more lineups to, because like I wouldn't be able to roster make a lineup with one of them and then not make the same lineup with the other one. So I'd end up making more Villa lineups than I want to. And I know that's like maybe not the way you should be thinking about it. But for me, that is how I would think about it. I mean, Villa, Villa is in a decent spot. I mean, they should be the team on top for the most part against Burnley. But, you know, again, they haven't been scoring goals and that that game has the lowest total. So I'm fine avoiding that spot. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it just depends. <laughs> depends how you want to play. Like, this who are you going to choose? How are you going to, you know, decide, okay, I'm roster rostering, One you know, Watkins and then Ings comes out and scores a brace. I mean, right. you're not going to be able to live with yourself. I think Watkins is the safest option, but I mean, what is, what does that mean exactly? So. Yeah, like Ings came off the bench last week and had a goal and assist. So maybe he's feeling in form. And maybe Coutinho comes out with one of his better games, which he hasn't had for two months. So, yeah, and it's not like – I don't think there's going to be a ton of opportunities just the way with these teams play. I already mentioned how I think there's going to be limited opportunities for Burnley. How many opportunities are Villa going to get? I mean, they didn't didn't really have a ton of, uh, you know – great chances against Norwich last week. I mean, it was a pretty safe 2-0 win. And and then you have, I guess, Jacob Ramsey. He's probably not going to start with, with a uh, groin injury. And and Gerard already came out saying he may play some of his uh, youth players a little more. Uh, so you have that in there. They don't, they're not really playing for anything, whereas Burnley actually have something to play for. So, yeah, not uh, – I mean, it's sure, go for it in, in tournaments, but I think there's better options you can at least look at, especially when you have, like, the Crystal Palace guys in that range, really, so. Yeah, I'm with you. If, if I had to pick one, it'd be it'd be Watkins and then probably Ings and then probably Coutinho last. But, again, like, what do I know? <laughs> well, you just got a another King of the Pitch ticket. That's what you know. Come on. You just got it off a, a Kata assist. That's what oh, you know. That was great. I got one on the slate last week, too, because of that Josh Brownhill goal. There you go. That's what you know. That's what you know, right? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking a lot about forwards. So let's move to midfielders. James Ward-Prowse, we have a question, I, I think, here. I guess for cash games, do you think – do you think everyone is going to go with two of these expensive guys? James Ward Prowse, 9,500. Mason Mount, 8,700. Christian Erickson, 8,500. Do you think people are just going to stick with the uh, go with two of those guys and build your lineup around that kind of a thing? Uh, it seems like you should. I'm not, I don't know what everyone will do, but yeah, I mean, it seems like you can afford it even with paying up at defense. Um, and they're just like, I wouldn't want to not have these guys, you know. Uh, so Ward Prowse, you know, we know about Ward Prowse. He just, he does it every week. Um, 9,500, his prices come down about 1,000. Most expensive midfielder on the slate. Is he the number one option? I don't know. You know, you could make an argument. I, I think he's definitely the safest. Um, and then down to Erickson, 8,500. Um, it's just just been tearing it up. Uh, 19 fantasy points in consecutive games, 13 crosses, 15 crosses, 
three shots in three consecutive games. Um, you know, that, that looks pretty good. Um, so that looks pretty safe too. And then of course you got Mount, you know, we've had Mountain Ward Prowse on the same slate with each other many times recently. It feels like every other slate, um, with Reese James and Marcus Alonzo sort of back starting Mount hasn't been taking as many sets, although, you know, he has, he had four in the last game and three before that, or, or vice versa. Um, him and Alonzo have basically, basically been splitting and then Reese will take a few here, here and there. Um, and I think, you know, Mount probably has more upside than both of those guys. So that's the argument for him. Um, Olise is there too. Yeah, I think you need two of these guys. I don't know. You're just going to get beat if you don't. I don't know. I don't play cash, but that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Uh, should we should we rank these guys here? So I'll let, I'll let you start. I'll start with – you can start your ranking. Just, just from like a point per dollar for like a cash Yeah, thing, just like in terms of value. value. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm going Erickson number one. I think that's – like they're at home and they've been better at home all season. Uh, the stat I'm looking at Brentford have allowed no goals in four of their last five home matches. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but it's still a relevant stat. They pretty much didn't allow Tottenham to have a shot in their last home match. I think they're going to, you know, they're coming off a three nil loss against Manchester United. I think Thomas Frank's going to want his team to, uh, play a little bit different than that game and try and limit good opportunities. Obviously I'm not saying that's going to stop Ward Prowse from reaching his 10 to 12 point floor, but I will say it may limit uh, his, the upside that we've seen, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. I can't, can't really argue with that. I would say that Erickson and Ward Prowse are about the same. And then Mount is right below them. Uh, just because I think Ward Prowse is, is definitely more likely to score a goal than Erickson. So, so mm-hmm. the, the price, um, the price difference sort of makes sense. Despite what the goal odds say. Yeah. I don't agree with those goal odds. I mean, there's no way that. Ward I mean, Prowse is <laughs> plus 380 Ward Prowse to score. He is about the same as Ruben Loftus cheek, who I want to talk about later. So. Yeah. Just doesn't make sense. Erickson seemed pretty high. I mean, there's no way he should have the same odds as Zaha. I mean, just no chance. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me look at. I think those are FanDuel odds. Let me look at DraftKings odds here for a second. And it's there. All right. Well, uh, you mentioned Olise. Is that more of a GPP play? Uh, you'd say yeah. just because people aren't going to be playing him over those other guys. Yeah, it'd be too risky for cash with those other guys there. I think it's a great tournament play, though. He's got big upside. We've seen him put up huge games this season. Uh, Erickson. Holy cow, where is he? Erickson's plus 350 to score at DraftKings, so a massive difference. If you think he's going to score, take that number at DraftKings because this FanDuel number. They're robbing you at FanDuel. Uh, they're stealing your money. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> We're and Buemo's not even up here either. What the heck? Yeah, these uh something's something's off in the algorithm and they are stealing your money. So we got the high-end f- midfielders, but I put together a dummy lineup here with Ward Prowse and Erickson. Then I also plugged in Alonzo and James 
went with cheapest goalkeeper and a punt, $2,700 punt in utility, and you're left with like 1200 at Ford. Assuming you don't want this kind of a lineup, I mean, we'll get to defender later, but what are the other options here in the midfield? We have, I guess there's, uh, we got Mbwemo here. We haven't mentioned him, 7,100. Not much of a floor for cash games. We got McGinn here, but again, we mentioned his uh, less of less of a floor without as many set pieces with Dina in there. He's 5,900, still, still pretty cheap against Burnley. And we got your guy, Josh Brownhill, 5,300, so sit, still sitting around that same price. And Loftus-Cheek, 5,000. Seems like he's going to start in a central role. Matinho, going to say no on that at Chelsea. That's kind of the range we're looking at. Uh, of course, we got Lusa, 4,100. Jordan's guy, Kuchka, who I don't know. I don't know what happened last match, but it seemed like Kuchka, uh, like I was watching that game, he had a shot like every minute. I just, I'm looking now. He had eight shots last game, which is just nuts. But uh, just in terms of, I guess, floor, upside, any of these guys stand out more than the others here? Um, Luza stands out a little bit just because of the price. He's quite a bit cheaper than those other guys. Uh, he did okay last week, eight crosses. Uh, I mean, he was – I mean, he – he, he did good. 11 points. He did good. Yeah, yeah. 11 floor points. I mean, a really good play for, for that price. I don't know if he's going to do that again, um, but, you know, he's splitting set pieces. He split set pieces last weekend with Feminia. Um, I was watching that game, and I think Feminia took a, a little bit, a few more of the set pieces, but I think they kind of share them equally. Um, so, yeah, lose is fine, um, but I, I'm not, like, jumping to roster him, but you know, a matchup against Crystal Palace isn't terrible uh, for Watford. Um, Brownhill, yeah, I went out of my way to 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 tout Josh Brownhill last week on the podcast, um, and he got us a goal. He was, I think, ten percent owned. Um, got me a king of the pitch ticket, four shots. I mean, a beautiful winning goal, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, not a priority, like still a defensive midfielder and not like not a guaranteed floor or a big floor by any, any means. But he is splitting set pieces with McNeil and, you know, he does have a nose for goal, but no, not a, not a priority. Um, but I think like it's any of these guys are fine as. Any, Do you like Brownhill more than Loftus-Cheek? And then do you like those guys more than Tella? Yeah, good question. I like I like them more than Tella. Yeah. And I would yeah, for cash I, I don't think I'd play Loftus Cheek for cash games, but I think he's a good tournament play. Um, yeah, it seems like he's always he's been doing a little bit of something, even though he's not scoring, just no matter what position he's in, it seems like he's getting all kinds of numbers that get them to, you know, eight or so points kind of thing. Yeah. And I guess I shouldn't say like that definitively. He's not like, or th that, that I wouldn't play him in cash games. Brownhill is not like that much, that much better of a play even for right. cash games. Um, yeah. So Lo Loftus cheek would be fine. Um, I don't in know, but fear, no, one really... I mean, yeah, sorry, but I just, you just figure that wolves, 
are going to be sitting back a lot in this match and that, you know, Chelsea are going to be in the final third a lot. So Loftus Cheek is going to be up there. There's going to be opportunities to get shots assisted and shots and whatnot. So you got to think. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, actually. You know, I think he, yeah, he's probably number one now that I think about it. Just out of that little range. More than Kovacic, huh? 4,500? I, I, I like Loftus Cheek a little more than Kovacic, I'll say. I'm fine with either of them, but yeah, like yeah. Kovacic, it's just I haven't been thinking about him for a while. Like he hasn't, no. he hasn't really been like playing too much and like getting subbed. At, at the beginning of the season, I loved Kovacic. I'm a big fan of Kovacic. I, you know, I think he was like a major reason for a lot of Chelsea's early season success, success and last year. Um, I like that price tag, but yeah, I think Loftus Cheek has a little bit more upside. Yeah, I will say I think a full ninety is possible for both, just because you got Jorginho and Conte out. So if those guys don't go full ninety, then you know Tuchel is yeah. just trying to tinker yeah. something no. in there. That's a good point. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. And then uh, you know I don't know if we were going to see like just keep an eye on the bench. You know I don't know maybe you'll see Ross Barkley or or Saul or those guys, but you got to worry about Ross Barkley here. (laughs) Well, just when you're thinking about their chance at 90 minutes, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Otherwise midfield, I think that's about it. There's uh, that's kind of the range. You don't, I guess lose is probably the last guy you want to consider here. 4,100. Is there anyone else that stands out? Um. Outside, Jacob I guess, Ramsey. maybe these Crystal Palace guys just because they're home against Watford. Yeah, Jacob Ramsey doesn't seem the worst for, for tournaments now that his salary's all the way down there again. Same I, with Schlupp. They're kind of like the same. I don't think – even if Ramsey starts, I would say he's probably not going to go 90. Uh, Gerard just said he was a, a big doubt. Oh, yeah, I tomorrow. see this. So. Yeah, okay. That's why oh, – He's not going to play. Yeah, he's yeah, not going to play. Again, Gerard already mentioned that there could be some youngsters in there. Like we currently have Luis and uh, Tim, however you say his last name, Tim Erog Boonham still in there. I mean, uh, last week when he showed up in the starting lineup was the first I'd ever heard of him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like Ramsey's going to play. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play this Tim Erog Boonham guy either. Yeah, in addition to being his first start, it was the first time he was in a squad this season. So that kind of says everything about it. He, he wasn't even on the bench prior to last week's game. Hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> it says that he played against Leicester, though, 14 minutes. Oh, where? What? On the game log. Did I look at that wrong? Maybe. And he played four minutes against Brighton in February, but according to... say that. Oh, wait, what the heck? I don't know. Something's wrong in our stats. So ignore that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So Defender, it seems like we have three guys, and I guess the decision will come down to do you want to play all three of these defenders, or do you want to play two of the high-end midfielders? So we got Marcos Alonso, 7,000. Reese James, 6,500. Luke Dina, 6,300. Uh, what are your thoughts on defense here? Yeah, I want to play the Chelsea guys. Uh, I think Alonso and James are probably slightly too cheap, actually. Um, Alonso splitting sets, James taking a few sets. Both have tons of upside. Great spot. They should have all the possession. Yeah, I, I want to play both those guys. I think they're considerably better plays than than Dina. Um, playing all three, yeah, playing all three is fine if you don't spend up for one of the midfielders. So I guess like you know, if you did that, you'd only you only could play one of those midfielders, and then you'd have to pay down for like a Luza or a you know or a Chelsea guy or or a Brownhill or whoever. I don't know. That just doesn't seem yeah I don't know it seem doesn't seem optimal on this slate I, I haven't thought about it too much that construction though yeah if I don't love three defenders when there's that much to spend for at midfield it seems like two of those midfielders at least two of those midfielders should have pretty good games and then you know your your nine points or whatever from Dina isn't gonna look so good um He's a good option, though. It's a like a favorable matchup for Villa against uh, Burnley, but he's not as good as those Chelsea options. I do think that you're still comparing. Maybe these guys don't have the same upside, but even then, like Alonzo and Reese James have plenty of upside. Like I, I almost feel like, at least for Alonzo and James, like they kind of have almost the same floor as Ward Prowse maybe the same upside, like they're in the better matchup. I already mentioned that Brentford haven't allowed a goal in their four of their last five. And then even for Dina here, 6,300, you have like, what if Burnley, I mean, sure. What if Aston Villa score early and then the corners aren't going to be there, but you know, maybe this is an even match. I think even if it's an even match, Dina, his floor will be up there around 10 points, but you know, what if Burnley go up a goal and then. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. So maybe, maybe Dina is, you know, almost the same as Ward Prowse. That's like a fair. Just in argument. terms of value, at least. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I see what you're saying. Because your decision here is going to be down to, do you want to pay the two high-end high end midfielders or do you want the three def defenders? And I think when you go with the the three defenders, like you're saving money to where like you don't have to – to where, I don't know, you're going to have to, I guess, punt really somewhere. You're not going to get – probably not going to get the goalkeeper you want. You're probably going to have to go like with Lukaku or someone at forward that you probably don't want kind of a thing. So – I think that's it just at least opens you up. I mean, you're saving 3000 It's not like the only way you're losing something is if War Prowse has, has one of his games where he gets to 30 points, and that'll probably happen now that I'm saying this. But I think, like, this, the floors aren't that much different. And just when you combine it with Southampton away, is this going to be a game where War Prowse gets a goal or assist? Maybe, but it's it's a more difficult matchup than – than I guess even what Lucas Dina has. So I I don't know. For me personally, I kind of like going the three defenders with maybe like a Christian Erickson kind of a thing. Yeah, no. You make a you make a good argument for it. Um obviously it depends what you're gonna use with the extra money. I mean right. The one thing I'd say is you could maybe like you know you could still use three defenders. But let's say you used, you know, one of the cheaper fullbacks. I mean, is it possible yeah, that let's get in what, you know, you... one of the cheap fullbacks can score you maybe seven or eight? And if Dina is going to score you, you know, 11 or 12, then I would rather just play a cheap, you know, obviously. So it's what, which one of these fullbacks is getting to get you seven or eight? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um I don't know. Uh, the Southampton guys seem okay. The Watford guys seem okay, just for their prices at least. Maybe they won't get you seven or eight. You know, now that now that I'm looking at it. Um, I mean, yeah. really, it seems like all these guys are could be like four to eight. I guess you could say. Yeah. Right. Like, or like you don't three. want the Wolves guys in this situation. I don't think, at least. No, I, I don't. Um, I don't want to. I don't want the Palace guys or just Mitch Mitchell's too expensive. Um, I feel like one of these games, Maddie Cash is going to come through with another goal, but uh, too expensive. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. Don't want to play the Burnley guys. Yeah. I mean, it's familiar at 4,400 kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't think Ward Prowse is a necessity for cash games, but I might still want to play another one of the expensive guys. Like if that's what it took, if I had to go down to Mount and Erickson, uh, I might do that too. So with, with like Ward Prowse and Erickson, are you, it's still really hard to put to, if you want both Alonzo and James in there, it's almost like you can only get one of those guys. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it depends what you want to do with four. Like I said, if, if, so if you want Ward Prowse, Erickson, Alonzo and James, like you're stuck with a cheap goalkeeper, yep. a yeah, punt you, you, in the ability, and then it's 1,200 between two forwards. Yeah. I mean, you can still play Ezzy too, but yeah, you have to, you have to punt keeper. You have to punt forward and then you have to punt util. So it might not be great. Um, it might not be great. Yeah, I get that, but. I guess it, could we do Tella and Ezzy and then you got 2,700 left in utility. So there you go. I guess if you're fine with that, if you want, I don't know. Yeah. 
You could, you could even go, yeah. Go with the center back. There you go. There's your lot. There's your lineup. Tell uh, you might be able to go cheaper. You know, we might get like a thirty six hundred dollar forward, and that would that would really help. Yeah. Uh, so then you'd be left with between twenty five hundred and maybe thirty five hundred or so, thirty seven hundred in your in your utility. So I mean, even that. Yeah. Is so still... yeah, you know, I it makes me think that yeah, you don't need Ward Prowse, you know, for if it's gonna. If it's going to leave you 2700 at Util, I don't know if I'd do it. Right. Um, yeah. I yeah, for these other defenders, yeah, I mean, like just like we've been saying, it's you got pretty much between 4K and 5K. It's a bunch of guys who are probably going to be between, be between four and eight points. Maybe one of them will get a goal. Uh, we got Rudiger in here, of course. 4K, I think he went down a little bit in pricing. He's had... He's had at least four shots in three of his last four starts. Uh, the problem was the problem is that he has a yellow card in each of the last two. <laughs> so I guess that's an issue. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that you kind of it's Rudy. hard to go against Alonzo James or Dina here at Defender, and because like what else are you going to do? Is kind of thing. It's either it's either a punt or you you I guess Femina or something like that, and you just hope that he gets to eight points, kind of a thing. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's either a punt or you're spending up for the Chelsea guys. Um, yeah, like one of these fullbacks around 4K is fine, but yeah, Rudiger might even be better than them. Actually, um, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing stands out though. For goalkeeper, your article you you put in one sentence for I think two guys. Uh, <laughs> clearly, not your favorite goalkeeper slate here. It was just so straightforward, though. I <laughs> did that on purpose. Yeah, we have Mendy at fifty one percent clean sheet odds. He's fifty eight hundred. Are you going to have the money up, uh, for him if you're going with Alonzo and James? Probably not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, how many saves is he going to get against this Wolves attack that just really isn't doing anything? So, I mean, there's a chance, like, you're paying for this and he gets he gets 10 points kind of a thing. So, you have that to worry about. You got uh, Crystal Palace are f- almost 42%, but Guaita is 5,500, which seems pretty hefty for a Crystal Palace goalkeeper. Uh, I think, that the, the uh, well, the popular move might be Bur- uh, Burnley and Villa. Martinez is 4,900. Pope's 4,600. Uh, you got those guys. Um, I mean, you mentioned Mendy in your article. You mentioned Pope in your article. Just the thoughts of, yeah, I mean, will you consider yeah. Jose Sadoff? off? You need the money here at 3,700? Yep, that's what I was just thinking of. Um like you said, I mean, if Mendy, Mendy might not have that much save upside. He's also very tough to afford, you know, with everything we just talked about, it's very hard to to spend up at keeper unless you play a different construction. Um, <clears throat> so I think Mendy, or sorry, I think Sa, yeah, he could be fine, especially if you're, if you're just playing Chelsea defenders and, and, you know, you don't have Mount or any of the forwards. I think Sa with the Chelsea defenders is a fine pairing. Yeah. You know, Sa talked about it a bunch. He can get scored on and, and be just fine, end up with eight points. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do like Sa. 
Um, you know, Pulp, cheapest homekeeper. Villa have sort of been struggling. That game has the lowest total. So Pope just makes sense. He'll probably be, you know, maybe the most popular in this range because of that. Makes sense. Yeah. Martinez seems fine too. Frazier Forrester seems fine too. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you'll have the money to, to spend up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think? was just looking through. Uh, Jose Saad does not have a negative total in an away match all season. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of negative matches as it is, but I mean, when you're th- spending 3,700 on him, I think that's a pretty good stat. I mean, he's either, I mean, he's allowed 13 goals in 17 away matches this season. Wolves are defensive in general. It seems like they maybe even take more of a defensive approach away from home. Um, so you're either hoping that, you know, he gets one of the eight save games that he had against Manchester City earlier in the season, or you're just hoping maybe it's just it's a safe, you know, four save, only allowed two goals kind of a thing, and it's still not going to ruin your lineup. So as long as it's not uh, Chelsea going for four plus, I think uh, I think you could be fine there. He's He's making multiple saves pretty much every game, so. Yeah, I know. I think I agree. Sold me. I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to see if I can make a lineup with Ward Prowse, Erickson, Alonzo, James. But yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Still going through this, huh? Yeah, I know. I put put Sa in there, like you know, we just yeah. said with Chelsea guys. But yeah, still, it's it's, t- it's tough. You ha- you have to punt defender. Or yeah, you're left I mean, with what I have right now. You're left with three thousand. Uh, yeah, like you're Ezi left with three K. That's that's not great. I don't really want a 3K guy. Yeah. So I guess just uh, maybe stack a Wolves center back with Sa and hope for that clean sheet. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That'll do the trick. I I mean, it's not like, are we, are we going to be surprised if Chelsea don't score against Wolves? No. The last two times these teams have played, there hasn't been a goal. Thomas Tuchel said a couple weeks ago, Chelsea are at a disadvantage when playing at home. <laughs> so Lukaku's in there. I don't know when the last time he scored was. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, all right. So that's that's it. We got we kept going through this uh, this Ward Prowse, Erickson, Alonzo, and James lineup, and it's just being really. You difficult. don't need him. It's you know we're just trying to see if you can yeah. force. But uh, yeah, he's clearly clearly with the other options at, at midfield and the options at defender. Yeah, WordPress isn't a must. Uh, just all right. So Brownhill was your guy last week. Who we who are we going with this week? Are we going with Tim Erogue Boonham? <laughs> are, are we going with him or who's going to win us a tournament this week? Yeah, who is who's winning it for us? Wow, that's mm. a good question we haven't even mentioned in Buemo yet I feel like he's gonna be five percent in tournaments or everywhere he's not gonna be popular I'm okay with him Buemo. how popular do you think Zaha is gonna be in tournaments I don't know I should um, also say if he plays if he's listed centrally do you think that changes anything like may would he get the ball less because he's playing centrally compared to on the wings yeah, I mean, you would think, you would think so. He probably, you know, might have a slightly lower floor 
uh, you know, if he plays centrally, I don't know. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Uh, you're just playing him in tournaments anyway, right. so the floor doesn't matter. You know, we're playing him for goals, and the spot's just it's a really good spot. Um, so, yeah, I hope he's not that popular. I plan to have some Zaha in tournaments. Look, it's tough to afford him with, with those midfielders and those defenders. But also for 9,900, it's possible that one goal from Zaha isn't even enough. But, you know, he has hat trick upside. Um, and he, and he won't be, won't be that popular. At least I don't think so. So yeah, I, I, I like Zaha for tournaments. Um, in Buemo, Yeah. I think that's a good call too. That's spotted home against Southampton. They've been giving up goals. You know, I tried to, I tried to put in Buemo as my, as my play a couple months ago when he was like 5,500 and then shot up, you know? Yeah. But, Brentford got a red card in like the fifth minute and that was that match. Yeah. Um, No, I think he's okay though. Yeah. I like him way more for tournaments. I'll have some, I don't know though. I, no no one's like jumping out at me. We'll we'll, we'll have to see lineups. Yeah. I keep a, I really like this crystal palace match. So watching that Watford Burnley match last week, Watford got the early goal. It seemed like they maybe have like better athletes than Burnley, but they could not hold on to the ball. Like they didn't really know what to do up a goal. They, they kept punting it up to Dennis, Pedro, Sar, whoever. Those guys kept losing it, and I, I just can't trust that team. Uh, Roy Hodgson going against his former club, but really, I mean, they're about to be relegated, and he's done. So, you look at the previous matchup. It was four-one. Crystal Palace won four-one at Watford, and they had seven shots. So if they have 14 shots, they could score eight goals. (laughs) (laughs) But for Crystal Palace at home, their goal differential is eighth in the league, uh, which is, you know, just below like Manchester United. Uh, You combine that all, you combine that with Watford being, haven't really looking like a real team for a little bit now. And I got to go with your hometown team. Uh, Are you going to this match, Crystal Palace at home? I'm not. Um, I could, you know, Palace, the Palace Stadium is about 15 minutes from me. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I like Palace too. Um, one guy we didn't mention who I think would be sneaky for tournaments, Connor Gallagher, 5,600. Just no. because I was the recent games, I got to say it. Yeah. He's been getting more forward than at least I'd seen him before. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen if they if they change up the formation, but he's got five shots in his last two, and he missed an absolute sitter last week. I mean, a header, point blank header from 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 the six yard box. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. He's cheap again, so if you're going to play Palace, it's not the it's not the worst thing to pair him with someone. Yeah, five shots in the last two, and I wonder if that's correlated to, like, James MacArthur playing centrally, though uh, Kuyate played centrally before, so I don't know how much of that has changed, Uh, so. I wonder if, yeah, I was thinking, I don't know, I wonder if it's correlated with Ezzy in the front three somehow, as. The Leeds match, Ezzy was was playing the midfield. Ah, okay. So. Well, just coordinated with Ezzy in general. I don't know. It, yeah, also, it just seems like there's small, no correlation. Also a very small sample, but right. I just noticed that he was uh, getting forward more. 
And, you know, if Chelsea fail, then Palace, Palace are in the best spot. Palace could easily score three or four, like, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think this is Crystal Palace, basically Manchester City right here. You got Zaha's, Gabriel Jesus, you got Olise, Sterling, Eze as Phil Foden, Connor Gallagher is Kevin De Bruyne of this slate. So who is Riyad Mahrez then? Jeff Schlupp? <laughs> uh, Guaita. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's all we got for this four-game slate. I I think this was a five-game slate, and then they updated the schedule. They pushed, I want to say, maybe the Liverpool match to later. Now there's a, a later match on Saturday. So, unfortunately, it's four-game, not five-game. But I'm pretty sure next week is either five-game or six-game. But we'll see what happens. Ryan, you are at Ryan Belangi on Twitter. I'm at Rodos Adroik. And, again, I've been using this cheat sheet. Very helpful. Uh, Rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You can get a free 10-day trial, no credit card required. And again, you can go to our soccer page. We got rankings for everything. We have Ryan's article up here. Click on that. Get some more information on the slate. But that's all we got. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. Ryan, thank you. And, oh, we will be back next midweek. So I guess we'll see everyone next Tuesday. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Good luck, everybody. Good luck.